Welcome to the Project Controls Expo speaker series in collaboration with the Project Chatter podcast. This series will go in-depth with our key speakers and presenters of the Project Controls Expo, the world's largest event for project professionals. All speakers are interviewed in front of a live internet audience, providing you with a chance to get up close with industry experts. So stick around for a raw, informal and informative experience with your hosts, Delphine and Val Matthews. Welcome to the Project Speakers Podcast, a collaboration between the Project Controls Expo and the Project Chatter Podcast. I am Val Matthews, and together with Dale Fung, we are delighted to host this brand new series. Hi, Val. Hello, everyone. This is amazing. This is exactly what we wanted to do. And um, what a collaboration it is with the Project Controls Expo. Um, so exciting. We get to speak to all the speakers uh, ahead of the, their presentations. And uh, how exciting today. We've got the founder, Val. <laughs> no, the father of Project Controls, maybe. Oh. Uh, now oh. on this episode, <laughs> we get to meet uh, Mr. Neil Godawali. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Thanks, gents. Really appreciate this opportunity. Uh, I mean, this project uh, speaker series, uh, podcast series, is, is indeed... Uh, a great initiative and i think uh, project controls expo uh, it's going to add a great value to the project controls expo primarily because of the lot of initial understanding and overview we are going to uh, give it to our audience to help them plan the event so yep thank you very much and uh, i really look forward to this new initiative we are starting from today I agree. I agree. It's exciting to have you on board. And obviously we're big supporters of the Project Controls Expo. So before we jump into everything about what you can find at this year's Project Controls Expo, here's Dale with a little bit of your uh, bio. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks, Val. So let's jump into it. So Annual is passionate about project controls and working in multiple capacities for implementation and enhancement of this growing subject. He is Managing Director of ProjectCon Group, which is a project Mr. Dale Fung. I think Dale can... is having a bit of a network issue. That's okay. Well, you can if hear does... me very well. I can hear you very well, sir. Right. I might just finish with that. Uh, so Anil is the managing director of ProjectCon Group, the Project Controls Consultancy, the founder of Project Controls Online, Global Project Controls e-network and knowledge base, project manager for Project Controls Expo, the largest project controls event show ever. And finally, the founder and program director at Project Controls Institute, the blended Project Controls learning platform. And Neil's professional experience spans over 19 years at corporate and field offices, offering diverse and in-depth exposure to implementation of project controls on a range of EPC projects, oil and gas, upstream and downstream, CCUs. I didn't even know what CCUs was. Carbon capture units. There you go. Carbon capture units, yeah. Power projects and pipelines. Uh, wow, what a what a bio, Mr. Neil. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you. I mean, I as you could see, uh, I was a hardcore project controls person throughout my life, and in fact, even now I would say that it's just that I'm working in a different capacity. But project controls was always something which I wanted to be in and try to do different things. And I think I was a little bit blessed in getting the right experience and and the right people around for me to shape the career and which is what, you know, brought me here. So, yep. Thanks. Thanks for the intro. I really appreciate that. No, not a problem. Now, before we get into it, I think I just want to check if Dale's back online. Dale, are you with us again? 
I think so. Can you hear me? Can you yes, see me? We can. We can. We can. Awesome. We can. What is a live broadcast without technical issues? What <laughs> you know, all the drama exactly. up front. Exactly. <laughs> well, at least you know it's not scripted, right? Um, did you want to kick off Dale with the first question? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. So thanks for picking up the bio there. It's amazing bio. I think uh, you know, when we spoke to Anil on, on the, the the main podcast, Anil, I think we said you're like you epitomize, you know, what project controls is. <laughs> um, so it's amazing, you know, to to sort of get your story and you know where Project Controls Expo started and mm -hmm. you know what made you think we need an expo um and the journey and how it's evolved. So I wonder if you could take us back to the day when you the light bulb went off and you went, we need to do this. <laughs> All right. I mean, the story goes back to 11 years, actually. Uh, if there was no COVID last year, we would have had our 10th anniversary uh, of a UK Project Controls Expo. So, yeah, it's around 10, 11 years back uh, when I was looking for a, some sort of a platform where we can uh share discuss you know and and uh, share ideas and talk about advancement in project controls i i was struggling to find one and mm -hmm. um when you know when there's there's a such a challenge or there's a situation you try to find solution and i i, I did exactly same thing but unfortunately there wasn't any and then there were some really supportive uh, French colleagues I had around me and they suggested you know well you why are you looking for it why don't you create it and I said, well, that's a, that's a bit of a, a challenge for me because primarily I'm I'm a core project controls guy. I'm, I've never been going to the expos and conferences and events, but you know you need a bit of a madness to do some certain stupid things in your life. And then this is what one of those things which I did, and luckily it worked out well. Uh, but you know I'm I'm not encouraging people to do uh, such stupid things. But uh, the thing is, what happened is when uh, around ten years back I I, I started. Um, understanding where we are in terms of project controls. One of the main reason why I started this whole thing was the lack of understanding uh, about project controls across industry. I was predominantly from the oil and gas. And when I used to mm. speak to the people in uh, infrastructure or uh, civils or railway projects, I mean, there was a huge gap between what actually they believe project controls is and what actually project controls are used to practice in oil and gas. I mean, at that point of time, the maturity of project controls was much higher in ONG uh, than the other functions. So I just wanted to basically understand how the other 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 sectors uh, apply project controls. And uh, when I realized that there's a huge gap and I was working with multiple professional bodies in drafting various documents. And because project controls was my passion, I said, well, guys, this is not right. You know, we need to do something about it. And uh, that is where the idea of Project Controls Expo was born. And uh, the very first event I did it, I, I did in University College of London. It was an academic uh, facility, a college. And with zero background or zero experience in events management, I tried to put up something. And trust me, until one day before, I didn't have any sponsors. Okay. Wow. I, mean, I, had, I had a great agenda. And mm. uh, the speakers was really great. But from events perspective, event management perspective, let me honestly confess that was a disaster because that, that was not my forte. But the, what was the good part of that event was that, that the topics were very relevant, the, the speakers were relevant, and we were talking the real issues there. And we were talking about the right elements, right areas. 
and mm. the diverse industry representation was also there. Uh, it was a two days event. Uh, and I still recall people from nuclear to defense to oil and gas and infra, everyone was there. That was the first platform where uh, everyone felt that, oh, hang on a second, project controls is applied here as well. Okay, it's a different thing than what you think project controls is, mm. but at least you call it project controls. And so that was the first uh, networking engagement. And a day before I just, I think, uh, five o'clock uh, before uh, five five o'clock on the day before on the uh, the event, I got a call from one of the sponsors. And they said, "I'll I'll sponsor you a part of it, which was like 20 percent of the whole cost." But that's fine. I mean, that wasn't a very expensive event anyway because it was in a campus area and it was relatively cost effective. But that went very well in terms of uh, the the content. That was the the key uh, takeaway from that event. And uh, then within a week or so, I was flooded with messages said, Anil, you should do it again. And uh, we will support you, not just uh, morally, uh, but also commercially. So the next event, we did it in Twickenham Stadium. And a lot of people ask me, why Twickenham Stadium? I mean, who, who does such uh, you know, serious topics in, 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 in the stadiums? I said, guys, mm. think I'm, I'm trying to look at it from a different perspective. Project Controls is all about energy. Project Controls is all about passion. And we usually see these things in sports. So why don't we go to that sports area, you know, and then charge ourselves, you know, and then connect ourselves uh, there. And uh, that was one of the reasons I choose uh, the sports complexes. And another reason was that whatever conferences I've attended in the past were kind of a little boring in the sense that, you know, a very traditional format where in a, in, a, in a closed space, people are just talking, you know, or one person talking, another people listening. And I said, we, we need some fundamental change in this thing. And yeah. when we went to the stadium, we added a lot of other activities uh, to, to make it more lively, the stadium tour, you know, some sort of a music and things that are just trying to make it more informal. And I think it picked up from there. The, so the second event we had around 20 odd sponsors. It went for a couple of days. We got 300, 400 delegates, and then we grew from there. So we did it for three years in, um, uh, uh, sorry, uh, in, in Twickenham Stadium, and then we outgrew. Then we did it in Arsenal Stadium for five years. We rented the whole of the Arsenal Stadium, and wow. uh, in 2019 we realized now Arsenal Stadium is also falling short of our requirements. So in 2020, we moved to the Wembley. Of course, we couldn't do it last year. So yeah. now we are going to do it in the Wembley. So Wembley is a much bigger stadium than Arsenal. It's iconic location. Mm. And um, while I was going, uh, it was expanding slowly in the UK. A lot of my friends in other parts of the world, especially Australia, they were encouraging me to come over there and try and replicate this experience because consistently for three or four years, I had a lot of uh, delegates coming all the way from Australia, India, uh, you know, and the Asia Pacific region. And uh, with a lot of encouragement from them, uh, in 2018, we did the first one in Australia and I wanted to keep the same format. Luckily that format worked, kind of the same venue, which is MCG, Melbourne Cricket Ground, every cricketer yeah. kind of dream location. And uh, that's how we kickstarted the Melbourne. And then uh, nearer to the Asia Pacific, within the Asia Pacific region, I had a lot of requests from uh, Singapore, Kuala Lumpur area. So we started over there. While we're doing so, we realized that one of the way we can acknowledge reward the project controls or one of the ways we can professionalize project controls, which is one of our mission, 
is to acknowledge and, and reward the good work uh, our, our professionals are doing. And that is how the awards were started. So 2017, we did the first awards in the UK uh, and 2018, the second one. And in Australia, we did our first awards in 2019. And I think that, that really kicked off well because people started connecting to the project controls. They were proudly telling me, we are a project controls. Trust me, I had so many experiences where uh, a lot of guys, they, when they tell someone that I'm, uh, I'm a project controller, you know, half of the people didn't understand what they do. So they just say, I, I, I'm just managing projects. So, you know, or they maybe just try to say, I'm one of the project management team member, which is fine. But project controls, the awareness wasn't significantly, you know, uh, uh, was, not, was not significantly available there. So I think in, in the 10, last 10, 11 years, we, we've grew significantly. Uh, the UK show, we had around 1,600 delegates uh, uh, on, in 2019. Melbourne had around 700. For the, for the diverse population in Australia, mm. uh, I think that was an incredible number with the second event. Yeah. And um, last year, we had a pandemic, and uh, the whole community was looking to you know, have the similar experience. But of course, we couldn't deliver it. And then that is where we thought of doing the virtual one. And uh, the virtual was was successful, super successful. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't sure that what I'm doing is 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 that what is it right? But then uh, when I look at the feedback and when I look at the the statistics post event, that was amazing. I mean, we had over 90, 91, 92 countries. Uh, we had delegates from over ninety one countries, and uh, three days, twenty four seven or oh, close to 200 sessions. So it was like a marathon. I mean, whole of my team was like dead tired after that. But uh, mm-hmm. I think that was a super, super experience. And going forward, the, we, we expect to replicate, uh, we continue the, the virtual expo because I think that spans across the world, primarily because of 24-7, every part of the world can participate in that. And there is a multiple language functionality with it. So it has got its own, it has got its own flavor, uh, unique appeal. So that would continue plus these three expos. And uh, we also going to soon go into two more locations in a, in a year or so. So it mm. will be physical events will be spanned across the world uh, along with the virtual events. So that is where the journey is. But if you, if you ask me what was the vision before and what is the vision now, the vision earlier was to generate the awareness, which I think I was I'm very pleased to suggest that, you know, we have achieved it to a, a large extent in the UK. If I look around, I think project controls is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense primarily, that's a big example I can give, Minister of Defense and DNS. Uh, at mm-hmm. the moment, there are 1400 project controls people. And 10 years back, there was nothing like that. I mean, or there was a very, very minimalistic uh, project controls uh, visibility there. So. Now the infra, the, the government, everywhere there's a project controls. And in this 10 years, there's a lot of advancement took place, uh, whether it is qualification, whether it is standards, but still there's a long way to go. So the now vision is to continuously advance it, number one. Number two, to try and professionalize it by doing some standardization. Now the thing gets more complicated because the whole way of doing the project controls is changing rapidly, thanks to the technology, thanks to the upcoming areas like BIM. So mm-hmm. it is going to make the things a little bit more complex, but 
I think it is important that we we make a start, and I think the start has uh, the start start has already been made, and uh, the elements of BIM and the uh, items like artificial intelligence they are slowly getting adopted within the the project controls domain. So if I look at the the UK, uh, the two qualifications which we have drafted. Uh, the level three and level four depend degree level qualification. They they covers a pretty much a very wide spectrum of project controls. In addition to that, we also have the standards in BIM and IM. But eventually, somewhere they need to meet. And mm. when they meet, how do we bring consistency, standardization across industry and across geographical regions? That is where I think we need to reach. And uh, one of the other objective which we need to look to achieve is how we can bring all the professional bodies together and uh, if there is a way to make them work in a more collaborative manner and mm. build some standards you know uh, in, in project controls that can be applied by an industry so the the one of the one of the big achievements i personally feel we have achieved in project controls expo is we managed to bring a wide, wide range of professional bodies on board. If I start from Australia, ISEC, International Cost Engineering Council, Australian Institute of Project Management, PMI, uh, Engineers Australia, ACES. Uh, if I come to the Malaysia, PMI, IPMA, then I keep moving it to the Middle East and India, IIQS, then going to the UK, uh, we got the ACOSTI, and if I move to the US, AAC is global, they are supporting the event. So all these professional bodies are coming to a single platform and that's amazing because then they would be able to understand what everyone is doing and they're interacting with the wider industry to allow them to come up with something that would basically uh, contribute towards that professionalization objective. Sorry, I took too, too long. I, I went to no, not at all, but I think, yeah. So yeah, th that was a long, uh, I would say summary. It's a, it's a it's a great summary because Excellent. it's a whole yeah it's a whole bunch in one and you know you took us the full journey and Val and I were just so engrossed in in the story and where it's headed Passion. and the vision. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And just to comment on one or two things you said there before I hand over to Val Annual, you said you know you were lucky, but I think it was the famous South African golfer Gary Player that says the more I practice, the luckier I get. Right. So you got to do a bit of homework. You don't you don't just you're not just lucky, but um, it takes a lot of hard work as well. Um, and for all of the hard work you've done, you and your team and, you know, putting the expos together and bringing everyone together and what you've said, I think we need to be thankful for that. So appreciate everything you've done to contribute to the community. And I guess this is another form of just sharing um, the knowledge out there with, with the audience. But Val, over to you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, I was wrapped in that, Neil, because obviously what's coming through is your passion in the profession. And I think without the Project Controls Expo, uh, we might not still know what Project Controls is. Obviously, it's now about organizing ourselves and getting that standardization across the globe. Um, but I think through virtual as well, you, you did something different last year with, with, the, with the Project Controls virtual. But before we get into the very specifics of what we can expect, what's, what's happening with Project Controls Expo this year? What's, what's new? What's different? What's fun for you? So for this year, uh, of course, if everything goes fine, we're going to do the physical events. Uh, I'm Excellent. still hoping. Uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for that. 
So that's the new thing. And uh, what we are also doing is we are changing the format from one day to two days. And the first day, uh, there will be a full partner showcase on the first day, uh, which we didn't do it before. And we're going to do some workshops on the day one, which is a deep dive into particular topics. So for in the UK, we are planning for a BIM workshops, two BIM workshops and two artificial intelligence and project controls workshop, where actually people would be, delegates would be working on certain things, you know, and create mm -hmm. a, a, some sort of a deliverable there. So those are the two parallel workshops happening in the UK. In, in the Malaysia, we are running the AACPS, CCP certification course on the, on the day one, along with the BIM workshop. In Australia, we're we're doing uh, the similar thing. Uh, the AAC CCP certification course will be running on day one, along with the BIM workshops. And of course, there will be PSP workshop on the day two as well. So that one that is the big change, apart from uh, having the partner showcase also on, on, on the first day. So and and it comes to the global. I think what we would be aiming to do is to go much more wider uh, regions and. Uh, looking to get much more enhanced representation from the global community, uh, mm -hmm. trying to build up from where we left last year. So it's just more about the size, the magnitude for the virtual event. But for the other three events, the format is, is slightly, uh, not I wouldn't say modified, but it has been expanded. Um, and as, as you know, the UK event is happening in a completely brand new venue. It's a, it's a massive upscaling. Until now, all my events were... Uh, not so professionally managed in terms of events management perspective, but technically they were great. Now sure. there's a lot of efforts going into from the events management perspective. So we have got some really great team members who comes from the exhibition um, industry backgrounds uh, until now, uh, either we were all project controls people or, or, you know, or, or around that domain. But now that we are trying to enhance the experience by uh, focusing on the events management element as well. So uh, mm. I think I think all I can say is we are trying to raise our own bar and try to add more value by bringing uh, a, a few more elements into it. No, that's brilliant. I think that's that's what we need is that that project controls applied to event management where every every year we're continuously improving. And that's what I'm impressed about with the Project Controls Expo is every year there's a little bit more you mentioned AI and BIM, and there's a lot of questions out there in the project controls community, digital engineering, you know, where does this all sit and how does, like you said, uh, project controls adapt to it while still standardizing the profession? It's a, there's a lot of questions out there for people. So I think what you're mentioning there with the workshops and having some interactive rather than just being presented at, I think is a really add value add. Um, but maybe you can tell us a little bit more as well about the virtual experience, because I remember last year, it was incredible. Uh, obviously, we were locked up. Everyone was locked up. And we still have managed to get this uh, quality of speakers 24-7. Uh, you had hundreds and hundreds of people talking about all sorts of subjects. I literally had it on, Anil, in my background while I was working. I had it on another screen because I didn't want to miss anything. Up until about 11 o'clock at night, I was like, okay, wow. I, I can't take any more. But this is fantastic stuff. Uh, what can they expect this year in the virtual? What's new? What's different? What's better? So, uh, as you rightly said, it was very exhaustive last year for everyone. So we're trying to make it more relaxing. So we had four streams running in parallel. We are making it three streams running in parallel this year. And rather than four day event, we're trying to make it three days. But the focus will be, as I mentioned, to reach to much more wider regions. 
So they were, as I said, we 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 had uh, uh, reached to 95 odd countries last year. So which mm -hmm. is around 60% of the world. So the intent is to capture the remaining 40%. So wow. that's the number one thing. And uh, there were a lot of lessons learned. Uh, and I, I must upfront honestly suggest, say that uh, on the technology part of it, the, 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 the system or, or, the, or the platform perspective. So we're trying to make it much more leaner, much more faster and much more accessible. We are adding a lot of features into it. So that's the second thing which we are trying to do so that, you know, people get much more better experience. So mm. the, the way we design the platform is that no one needs to download anything and uh, just a web link that is clean because many of our clients from the defense background and for security reasons, you know, their, gotcha. their system doesn't allow anything uh, which gets installed on the machine. So for that reason, we had to come up with a solution that is completely browser based. And uh, so we are just continuously trying to improve the speed at the, at the backend to allow it to process uh, such a huge amount of information, you know, for three or four sessions running in parallel, couple of thousand people on, 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 the, on the platform from multiple regions, you know, interacting with 40 plus or, uh, exhibitors. So this year, the main focus is on improving the experience and mm -hmm. uh, uh, if not just from the audience perspective, but from the speaker's perspective also, we are trying to get much more diverse representation. So if, uh, if I look at last year's event, we got majority from Europe, uh, Australia, uh, and Latin America. Uh, this mm -hmm. year, we're trying to get uh, a, 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 a representation from Middle East and some Asia Pacific countries, the, the China, the Russia, and the Japan. So just trying to wow. get everyone on the board and uh, hopefully, you know, these things works out fine and we, we reach where we want to. That's fantastic. And, you know, I think that's aspirational. And, and I was actually one of the speakers. I think Dale was as well last year. And we, as speakers, I thought the, the platform was fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, so I hope the speakers come this, 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 this year with, with a lot of content because uh, you've got everything else seems like under control, makes sense, project controls. Um, but also, I think the also thing is about ED and I, you know, we talk about equality, diversity, and inclusivity. One of the things I think about, because we all have a story about falling into project controls as such, you know, we never kind of finished school or uni and said, you know what, I'm going to do project controls. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I actually say we're all a little bit damaged and we need to control our environment. So we end up in project controls, but how do we attract young people to the industry? Because I feel like, I, I know we're all really quite connected. It's a very small world. If you think about the project controls, global uh, community, how do we get young people into project controls? Uh, because we're going to need the volume. We certainly have the projects. No, definitely. I mean, this has been acknowledged by uh, many countries already, and I can definitely suggest UK. And uh, the steps with what we have taken here is to start uh, to start the qualifications, the early qualifications. So, so mm -hmm. anyone who has done a GCSC, like 17 years old, 16 years old, they can directly get into the project control. So we have qualification for those young people. And mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's one thing you can do. And what is important is that this initiative should be driven from the top. And uh, again, when I look back the example in the UK, there, there is an apprenticeship in project controls which has been started by the, the Department of Education and kind of funded also by, by the government. And they, they kindly included project controls into one of the apprenticeship after realizing the demand for it. And of course, industry pushed for it. So I think it's a joint mm. initiative 
by the industry, by the government, okay, and of course the community need to participate as well. Like various uh, various community groups, uh, they they need to come together. So as I said, the it it it, it needs to flow from the top, and uh, they they can be pushed from the bottom, but but the initiative comes from the top. Then you know the whole supply chain fall into the place. Uh, in, in, in a typical projects world. And that is what pretty much applies over here as well. So government suggested, okay, there's a level three project controls qualification. We acknowledge that it's needed. And uh, now if I look at it, you know, people, the young young kids, or I would say 16, 17 year old students, they, they are looking or they are thinking about project controls career and they're, they're stepping into it, which wasn't the case a few years back. And- uh, yeah. I think that was an encouragement provided by the industry and as well as by, by the Department of Education. So number one is uh, creating a qualifications or, or, or standards like what we have in the UK, encouraging the young people to get into the project controls. Uh, another initiative what, uh, which has taken place in some, uh, in, in some countries is project management, not project controls, project management is being considered as a part of a high school education because project management mm. project control is a life skill the way I look at it. It, it should start much, much early. So yeah. uh, that could be another uh, way of uh, integrating or uh, maybe, you know, uh, promoting project controls to the, to the young people that introducing that subject in a, in a very early stages. So, and uh, once you are into the field and then when you see the benefits and then they encourage the young, you know, the next generation to get into it. So now if mm -hmm. I look at some of the 16, 17 year old project controls, which started with us three years back, because we have a college as well and who runs the apprenticeship. Now they're so excited, they're so happy. They're, you know, they said that is one of the best decision I have made in my life. And yeah. you know, they, they, they're giving that message to the younger ones. And they said, wow, wow really, thanks. We didn't tell, you know, now that we know it and, and, and that chain reaction and then that, that message is, 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 is spreading. And uh, I think the initiative like this are, are must coming up with the qualification, industry acknowledging it, government supporting it, and, mm. and industry trying to roll it out in, 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 in the community. That 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 I think should should be the should be the way. No, that's fantastic. I, I completely agree with you. I think um, it's exciting. It is a life skill as well as, like you said, you do learn uh, how to think and approach things. It's a, it's, it's a way of thinking, a bit like engineering in a way, yeah. uh, to solve problems, basically yep. complex problems. Um, but I, I will we'll stop there and I will hand over to Dale to, to ask you a few more questions. Yeah, thanks, Val. It's, it's great, Daniel. I mean, there, there's so much we need to do to, as you say, encourage the next generation, right? Um, and you, th you you talk about some of the various strands and things like how data science is becoming more a bigger part on, of what we do as controls yep, rather absolutely. than just, you know, people producing bland reports in PowerPoint or whatever the case may be <laughs> that starts becoming exciting, right. For the next generation. Sure. Um, and so I guess also part of it is podcasts. And so be, as we head into the end of this particular episode, I want to kind of end if we just venture into, so why podcasts now? Why, why are we going to podcasts? What, what's the, the traction? What's the, the output? What, what can listeners get from these podcasts? Well, uh, these project, uh, project speakers podcast series, one of the primary reason for starting this is uh, so that our prospective delegates get an advanced uh, visibility on who the speakers are and know more about them, what they're going to talk about it. Of course, I don't expect our speakers to discuss the whole topic in this podcast series, uh, 
mm. uh, kind of a trailer they will just talk about okay this is the area which we are going to capture and this is the area we're going to discuss around and while they are there being they being a subject matter expert in their own area then they can discuss in detail the other the wider elements of of, of wherever they from uh, but giving a gist of it a trailer of it that would i believe would help our delegates to plan uh, the conference especially because we have got five or six streams running in parallel so now if if i am a delegate and if i look mm. at it oh okay now that i have heard 60 or 70 or podcast i know who is going to talk what now i have a much better clearer understanding of whom i need to attend so it it basically this would allow them to make a more informed decision or a choice to uh, and, and and make most out of the conference rather than making the decisions on the event to see oh hang on a second where should i mean they can look into the agenda but there's a very limited information mm-hmm. you can put in the agenda and then that wouldn't do justice and in the past i have noticed a lot of delegates realize oh hang on a second i should have attended that i mean of course you can listen to the recording later on which mm-hmm. we posted for free for everyone but the what they felt is that oh i should have attended it had i wish same, i had right? had some more information about yeah. it so yeah. i think we have we taken that feed feedback head on and i think this podcast series i mean uh, all four expos combined we may have around 400 odd speakers so we'll see how many we can accommodate them <laughs> but the intent is to introduce yeah. as many as possible uh, you know at, at through this series so that they get the best visibility of what's what's going to be there and and they can plan their time for the conference it's, it's just more about effective utilization of the time that's all project controls is about that is hugely hugely exciting i mean val and i go yes we get to spend a bit of time with you know the speakers before they present but not only that this is live yeah. um so That's if you're right. watching this live send us questions if you you know if we run out of time now the next one is live they're all live send in questions live we'll try and get them answered live so i guess it's also feel not just for the audience but also for the speakers to the types of questions that the audience yep. would be looking for ahead of their ahead of their actual presentation at the whether it's virtual or whether it's the actual physical pod, uh, podcast physical expos um, wherever that may be in whichever country so that is fantastic um i just want to come to you anil as we sort of head to the end of this podcast and um one day if there's just any final oh we do have one question come in actually um anil can you share whom or which company was awarded in 2017-18 no i didn't get that question which company was awarded in 2017-18 as as the awards if they are talking about so there are seven or eight awards categories and uh, who who gets which award is on our on our website so they can okay. just have a look at it uh, I, assuming i am understanding or reading that question correctly fantastic so all the awards on the website we'll put yes. all the all the links in the show notes everyone yes. can go to it um i'll list them at the end as well yeah. but um as we had headed into the end of the, the this podcast anil any final thoughts you just want to leave the the audience with well uh, the only final thoughts would be that we the journey has begun but we still have a long way to go uh, we all need to continue to work together collaboration as i keep saying is is the key uh, towards achieving uh, our, our objective and that is uh, professionalization uh, a more enhanced awareness and standardization of our function so we all need to continue working toward that 
And as Simon White said at the Australian Project Controls Expo uh, in 2019, Project Controls is the new rock and roll. So let's do it, guys. Rock Absolutely. on, rock on. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> what a way to sign off. Anil, thank you so much for your time, sharing all of Thanks, the vision, man. the story this far. Um, we're hugely excited to listen to the speakers as well and, and get some insight from them. Sure. So folks, that is all we have time for on this episode. But you can catch all the guests, all the speakers coming up. Subscribe uh, to all the platforms um, so you know when the next one is. For more information, as we said, check out projectcontrolexpo.com and projectchatterpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, as we've said, uh, both on your podcast player and uh, YouTube, uh, so you don't miss the next one. A big thanks to Anil Gadavale, and thank you all for listening. Thank you, guys. From me and Val, it's See you, man. bye for now. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the participating individuals and not necessarily to the individual's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. Additionally, any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.